Yeah. I want to thank God for bringing us together this morning. Um, it is His grace and His mercies. Um, I just thank God for what He has done in the past. I didn't know that, like He said, um, 12 years later or about 13 years later, we will be here in a different state together worshiping. But that is what God can do. So I'm very grateful to God for this opportunity to share his word with you. It's the word of God. And I'm trusting that I'll be the channel to deliver what God has for his church this morning. So I thank him. And I also want to thank your pastor, uh, Chad, and also the elders and the supporting members, you. Because if you are not here, uh, I'll just be speaking to the church. But because you are here, I can speak the word of God to you. So I'm grateful to God for your life, that you made it this morning to hear the word of God. Amen. Amen. The word of God is our anchor. So I thank God for bringing us. And I also want to thank my wife. For, uh, we've been here since Friday. And then my two little girls for accompanying me on this journey. Uh, it's a mission God has called us on. I believe that once God sent you, you have to go. Uh, we don't know how God does his things, but God has ordained this day in his time that we should meet. Uh, she agreed that we should embark on this journey. My two girls were also like, okay, let's go, Daddy. So here we are to share the word of God with you. We pray that the purpose and the plan of God for our lives this day will be established so that God will be given the praise. Amen. So, may we please bow down head in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for this very morning, the opportunity to speak your word, and the grace to hear it, and the blessings to profit thereof. So we say, have your way this morning among us, and let your name alone be glorified. Let the self be removed so that you, O oh God, will be enthroned. And as you tabernacle among us, we will live to declare that indeed you have been with us. You are with us and will be with us. We thank you for an answered prayer. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. So I want to thank God for your life and also for what he has done. So, um, I like to sing, and this song was not on the list, but I was standing there as Elena was ministry. Thank you for the worship and that beautiful song, and to Elder, thank you also for that leading. Thank you, let me close uh, this for. So, as you were ministering, this song keep ringing, and uh just want to see if I can sing it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a simple song. Um, so I hope you can follow me with it. It's a great are you, Lord. It's just this, like, great are you, Lord. 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 
that's all the song. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you. Can we take that again? He's great in what he does. Oh, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you. Can we take it again? Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you. Great are you. You are great. Great are you. Lord, great are you, Lord, great are you, Lord, great are you, Lord, great are you. That's it. You can help me sing one more time. Great are you, Lord. He's great, he's great, great. You are great, you are great. Great are you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Great are Thank you, Lord. Thank you all for the choir. That's mass choir. Well, thank you for the singing. It's my squad, so we thank, we thank you, and I want to thank you for the participation. He's great. Our God is indeed great, great in what he does. And uh, I like your sanctuary. It's very beautiful, and I'm very grateful to be here. So um, you just get into the word of God. I want to speak on the team. Your God is able. Your God is able. Amen. So... The word that God lays on my heart as we were preparing to come, I was asking God, Lord, what would you want me to share with your people? That's the message that God gave me. Your God is able. I don't know how many of us are here doubting the Lord that we serve. I don't know how many of us here are wondering whether we are the right place. Whether what we are doing is the right thing or whether we are questioning whether God is with us or not. But God wants me to share with you that he is able. There is absolutely nothing that he cannot do. So this morning, if you hear nothing from me or if you have gotten everything, I want you to take this home with you, that your God is able. Amen. Just take that. When we look at a text in Daniel chapter 3, the verse 16 and 17. Daniel 3, 16. And if we get it projected for us. 
One thing that we can learn about these three gentlemen that we can see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We'll not go through the story because of our time, but I believe that we have heard the story before. But these three gentlemen got to the point that they know that their God is able. No matter what anyone says, whether you are the Pope, whether you are the President, these three gentlemen are so convinced that in the face of affairs, in instances where there is no hope, they know one thing, and one thing only, that their God is able. So when we continue to read, he said, oh, king, we have no need to answer you in this matter. I don't know what matter is going on or what situation you are wrestling with. But they said, king, we have no need to answer you concerning what is going on. One thing that we know, let's read it so that our faith will be raised. He said, if this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. So let me just pause there before we finish the reading. Hello. So if nothing this morning, I want to ask you go home. No matter what is happening, no matter what is going on, know that my God, your God, our God is what? That's what I want to take with you. This will take you through the storm. This will take you through the fire. This will take you through life circumstances and everything that comes your way. That you know nobody can convince you otherwise. We'll have some few reading the scriptures that will solidify this case. But you should know without any iota of doubt when you walk from your bed, you walk from sleep, you say, I know my God is able. I know my God can do it. Hallelujah. So these people in a life of a challenge, they said, let's take it again. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Let's take the verse. Thank you. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Amen. So let it be known. We know and we are convinced that our God is able. But even if he doesn't show up when we want him to show up, we are not going to bow out. We are not going, we are not going to give up on our faith. So that is one thing that I want you to get and have it as the belt. The men will wear the belt, the women not. But something that hooks you up, that binds you, keep you going, so that you don't drop stuff, so you don't drop yourself, right? Get it under your belt. Let it strap, strap that on you like a jacket that your God is able. Amen. So they said, we know that our God is able. We know he can do it. But even if he doesn't show up when we wanted him to, we are not going to change our mind. We are not going to bow to any God. That is the confidence that I want us to have in our God. That is the confidence. Not only is our God able, but our God knows. I said our God does what? He knows. 
Our God knows all that is going on. We don't have to tell him. We tell him when we come to prayer before God, it's an expression of our faith. So when we come to God and we pray, we are telling God that we know, we trust that you can do it. That's why we have come to you. So prayer is an expression of faith in our God. It's not like we are now going to wake him up. Oh, Papa, uh, Daddy, Daddy, uh, uh, wake up. No. Our God is all-knowing. He's watching. His eyes upon us. But would you trust Daddy and go to Daddy, even though you know Daddy's away? That Daddy, I would like some hamburger. That is on the stove. Mommy, that is trust that our children have in us. When they come to us, even though they can take that what's there, but they come to us, that is trust. So would you trust your God that what is going on, you can commit it into his hands to handle it for you? Or would you take it in your own hands and say, I want to deal with this situation? So prayer, when we get to God, is trusting God that we know you can do it. I know you can do it, so here I am. Do it. Jesus came. Jesus died so that we don't have to do the work that we could not do even in the first place. We tried throughout the scriptures. They did what they could, tried to get a hold of God, but they couldn't. And he said, Emmanuel, God will now have to come and be with what? Man. So we say, Emmanuel. God with us. So God has to come down to help us in our weakness. God has to come down to deliver us from the things that we couldn't deliver ourselves. The chains and the bondage of sin. So if he has done it, why don't you just go to him and trust that he's able to do it. Trust him. He said, I know you can do it. I know you are able, so help me. Hold my hands and get me true. If we have that trust in him, he will never fail us. He won't fail us. We just have to trust that our God, know that our God is able, and know that our God is all-knowing. Hallelujah. Our God is what? All-knowing. No matter what goes on, he knows. He knows our strength. He knows our weakness. He knows our struggles. He knows everything that is going on with us. If he knows, he can do something about it. But the thing is, whether we're going to trust him so that when we do it, we can give him the glory. Because he won't share his glory with anybody. We can only participate in the glory. So he won't share the glory with anybody. He's a jealous God. He wants to be, he said, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. And he wants to be recognized as such so that the honor will be given to him. So he knows. And he can do it. So that the glory will be given to him. So he knows what is going on. So when you go to God in prayer and he does it, then we say, thank you, Lord. That is the glory be given to what? God, instead of giving, say, oh, it was because I have done this. It was because I have done that. Then we miss the glory. So when we go to God in prayer, we know that we are asking him. We are seeking him about this. So when he does it, we say, thank you, Lord. So the glory is given to him. He receives the glory. And that's one of the reasons of prayer. 
So we know that he's able. We know that he's aware. The fact that he knows all that is going on with that doesn't mean we should just sit there. But when we get up and approach him, that's when he does it and the glory belongs to him. Are you with me, church? So your God is able. Don't think that whatever is going on in your life, whatever is going on in your family, God is not aware. He is aware. He knows. He knows. And one thing, sometimes our emotions can get us. But Jesus very much is aware of your emotions. Jesus is very aware of your anxieties. Even to a point so you get depressed, Jesus is aware. You see, that's why he became human. That is why he came in the flesh so that he can experience the things that you experience. So when you go to God in prayer, he knows exactly what is going on with you. It's not like he's separated. He's been on earth before. He suffered rejection. He suffered pain. He suffered hunger. So even when you are hungry, he knows you are hungry. So he's not separated from all that is going on in our lives. But would we get close? Would we know that he knows what is going on so that we can trust him and say, help me? That's where we have to get to. That you know your God is able. You know your God knows what is going on. And you can also understand. Brother Rich, would you take us to um, Hebrews chapter 4, the verse 15. And then we'll read the 16 also. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So we have somebody that is able to bear with us in our weakness because he's been there. He was rejected, so when... We are rejected in a way, and we come to him. He knows how that feels. So Jesus Christ is not unaware of your feelings. Sometimes when you cry, without anybody knowing it, he knows it. Because he also wept. He's been there before. So he had experience that you are going through. But all you have to do is do it what? Trust that your God is able so when you know that your God is able, you know that everything that is going on with you, he knows it and he can feel it just as you can feel it. The next thing you have to know is that your God is all powerful. There is absolutely nothing that your God cannot do. He's all powerful. He knows it. Some people know it, but they can't do anything about it. You can go and tell your friend your story. Oh, my brother, my sister, this is what is going on. They can only say, oh, man, I wish I can help. But they are limited in what they can do. Oh, your struggle, this pain. But they can't do anything about it. Some people can do something about it, but are they willing to do it? That's the question. So some people have the ability, but the willingness to do it is not there. But your God and my God is both willing and is able. Hallelujah. That is a blessing. Because some people can be willing to help, but their ability, their means, is not there. So they can only cry with you. 
And some people too are able, but they are not willing. But our God is both willing and able. Hallelujah. He knows what is going on and he's able to do it. This is why we have to have the confidence in him. This is why we don't have to let anything move us. Providence Church, your God can provide. Your God can provide. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. It doesn't matter the challenge. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the verse 58. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. I want to encourage you that the God that we serve is a mighty good God. Is a mighty good God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the verse 58. It said, Therefore, my beloved brothers. The NIV version we said, My beloved brothers and sisters. Because we don't have only brothers here. Let's not go into that. We are here for Christ. So let's not go into that. Amen. And our pastor, uh, let's, let's not go into that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Hallelujah. So he said, let nothing move you. Be steadfast. My, in the end, I will say, therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. So I want to encourage you this morning. You know your God is able. You know your God knows all things. You know that your God is powerful to do whatever he wants to do. Now, as a church, as a believer, you want to stand firm and let nothing move you. He said, stand firm. Let nothing do what? Move you. It means that there are things that can move you. Is that not right? If somebody saying, let nothing move you, it means there, is, there are things that can move you. Is that, is that the right analogy? Yeah. Because I'm telling you that, hey, stand firm. That means that if you don't take time, you can fall. So he said, let nothing move you. Stand firm. And don't let anything push you. That means that there are things that can push you. That means there are things that can move you from where you are. So in Christ, that we find ourselves, we shouldn't let anything, not even death, move us. Because death can move us. Sicknesses can move us. Pain and sorrow can move us. Rejection can move us. Disappointment can move us. Even childlessness, barrenness can move us. There are things in this life that can move us. But Paul will say that he has gotten to the point in Romans chapter 8, 37. He said that we know this, that not even death, not even trouble, not even tribulations can separate us from the love of what? Christ. Thank you, brother. No height. Nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love 
of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there are things in this life, there are issues of life that can move us from the faith. But we know our God is able. We know our God knows what is going on. He's not unaware of what we are going through. We know also know that our God is powerful. So now what we have to do is to stand firm and don't let anything move us. Not even height, not even death, not anything in our creation to move us from this love of God. I want to encourage you, hold on to Christ. Hold on to what? Jesus Christ. We have gotten a treasure. When you look at the Bible, the Bible said a man has found a treasure and he sold everything that he has to get a hold of that treasure. So he found the gold. Let's say he found the gold in this land and realized that with the amount of gold, thank for your, uh, your, uh, your mapping skills, right? So he mapped the area here, this building, and found out that there are gold in this land. And guess what he said, wife, honey, look. And then, is it Emma? Bella. 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 He said, honey and Bella, this church building, if we buy it, we are rich for the rest of our life. So they went and sold all their properties, all their cars, and said, like, make a down payment to get access to this building. Because they found out that there is gold in this land. Are you getting the story? Brother Chase discovered through his technology that there are a bunch of gold in this soil under this building. And went home and told honey, honey, we found, found something. Bella, you're on board. We have to get this building. We have to buy this building no matter how, what we're going to do. Let's sell our cars. Let's sell everything and get a hold of this land. So they sold everything that it has. Make a purchase, make a bargain. How much will you sell the building? One million will go for it. And they bought this land. They bought this building. And their purpose is to get to the gold that is under the soil. What am I talking about? If you have found a treasure, the Bible said a man found a treasure and he sold everything that he has in the land so that he could get that treasure. So you and I, we have found Jesus. We have to let go of everything, sold everything that we have to lay a hold of this Jesus. We, no matter how much it will cost us, let, because we know that with Jesus, we have everything. We know that with Jesus, there is nothing that can move us. We know that with Jesus, we can ride through the storm, whether through the fire. With Jesus, we have it. So we don't want anything to stop us. Amen. We don't want anything to restrain us. So they will sell everything. We will give everything up to just have a hold of what? Jesus. Thank God that this morning you and I have Jesus. Thank God it's a blessing to have Jesus. Do not let anything move you. Do not let anything shake you from this Jesus that you have. Not even life. Not even death. Not even marriage. They say we know that our God can save us. But look, if he doesn't save us from you, we will never bow to any other God. So I want you to go with this assurance in life. Your God is able. He can deliver you. He can save you. But even if he doesn't come through, do not give up on this faith in Jesus. Do not give up this faith on Jesus. Hold on to Jesus. He will come through for you. If it seems to be long, he won't fail. He never fails. There is a song that says, he will never, never fail. He will never, ever fail. 
he will never ever fail. He is the same forevermore. Jesus is the same forevermore. Sometimes we want him to come true for us now, but he's coming tomorrow. He knows what he's doing. So this treasure that you have found, this Jesus that you have found, hold on to him no matter what. And I want us to read a scripture in Matthew chapter 11. When Jesus came on the sea, Matthew chapter 11, the verse 28, and then we are going to pray. One of the things God promised to do for us this morning is to give us rest. Is to give us rest. <coughs> and it is my prayer that wherever we need a rest in our life, He will give us. One thing is rest. The second thing is giving us, making us fruitful, filling us with his spirit so that we can do the work that he's entrusting into our hands. Today, God by his word is telling me that he's going to give us rest. I don't know which area we need rest, whether rest in our body from illnesses and sicknesses or some bad issues. Today, by God's word, he said he's going to give us rest. Rest from our children, rest from our family, rest from our career. Sometimes we just struggle with a career, but God is going to give us rest. Maybe rest on the job because you've been struggling so much on this job. God wants to give you rest. One of the things God told me is that he will grant us rest. And that was the scripture that God gave me. Today, I want you to believe your God is able. He can do it. He knows exactly what is going on. Where, which area of your life you need the rest in, and he's going to give you the rest. You just got to believe it. God will give you rest with your children. Maybe you'll be bumping heads with your children for too long. God is able to give you rest. Maybe your marriage. You don't even know what to do. You pick this, you drop it, you pick this, you, all over the place. God is going to give you rest. Just have to believe it. Rest even in our career and ministry. He said, come to me. Are we not with Jesus? Hallelujah. This morning we came to what? Jesus. This is Jesus speaking. He said, come to me. Are you not in the presence? Haven't you come to Jesus? Hallelujah. Oh, we have made the first step. We left our homes. Hallelujah. We left our homes and today we are just with him. The Bible says, where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. He is here. He said, come to me. Hallelujah. We are in this morning in his presence. Come to me, all you who are labor, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. This morning, it is my prayer that God will grant us rest in every area of our life. Wherever we need rest, may God grant us rest in the name of Jesus. Amen. May God give us rest. Rest from every challenge, every area. Rest for our body. Rest for our life. Rest for our family. May God give us rest. And then he continues, he said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you find rest for your soul. So when we come to Jesus, he gives us rest. And that is our portion in life. So we have to recognize that Jesus, this is what is going on. I need rest in my body. Amen. Anything that you are dealing with, as you come to Jesus, he can give you rest. Acknowledge his supremacy in your life. And say, Lord, I need rest in this area. 
In a little bit, I want to give you a chance to, to pray, to talk to God. This is what God is telling us this morning. I want you to trust it and believe it. God said he's giving us rest, Providence Church. You know which area you need rest. So you're going to ask God to say, Lord, I need rest in this area. So give me the rest that I need. And God will give you that testimony. The second is take my yoke. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke. He said, take my yoke and learn from me. And you will find rest for yourself. So for rest for our soul comes from engaging in ministry. When I use the word ministry, it's kind of a little bit confusing for some people. But Jesus Christ told the disciples in John chapter 20, verse 21. He said, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And the Bible said he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So what he came to do, he's entrusting the same work to the disciples. So for us to find rest for our soul, there is rest for our body. But for the rest for our soul, we have to take on the yoke that he, he carries. That is the work of the ministry. That is the great commission. That is bringing others to him. That is his yoke. His yoke that he was carrying, the burden that he was carrying when he was on earth, is to bring mankind closer to God. He was reconciling, the Bible says, and God was in Jesus, reconciling the world to himself. So all that Jesus was doing is to bring mankind to God. And Jesus is saying that if you want to find rest for your soul, what you have to do is to take my yoke upon you. Take my burden. Take the work that I have been doing. That's why he said, as the Father has sent me, so I am also sending you. So I'm also giving you the same assignment that the Father has given me. You will get it. So as we have come to him, we have rest. But then we have also have to take the yoke and get to the world and bring others. That is the message. If we do that, then we can find rest for our what? Soul. So you can find rest for your body. You can find rest in this life. But for the rest for your soul, you need to engage in active ministry. Amen. Amen. Active ministry is reaching out to your neighbor and said, Jesus loves you. Jesus can do it. Jesus knows what is going on in your life. Jesus is able to do it. And Jesus is powerful enough. So no matter what, come to Jesus. Hallelujah. So we have it. And he also make the way possible for us to do what? To do this work. When he came, in the verse that we have read in Acts chapter 10, the verse 30, he said, see how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit with power that he went about doing good. So when he gave the assignment to the disciples, the Bible says he breathed on them. And he said what? Receive the Holy Spirit. It is only with the help of the Holy Spirit that we can do the work of God. The Holy Spirit empowers us. The Holy Spirit gives us the strength that we need to do the work that he's entrusting to our hands. So in John 7, he said, come to me. All, come to me. All you who are what? Thirsty. And I'll give you drink. He stood and cried out, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me. And I'll give him drink. And when you continue the 38, he said he was talking about the spirit, which later they will receive. And then he told them, 
For this assignment, do not leave Jerusalem. Wait until the promise come. Then you can go. People of God, we can bring others to Christ. We can take the yoke of Christ. But without the help of the Holy Spirit, we'll be frustrated. You'll be frustrated going to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Bringing them to Christ without the help of the Holy Spirit. So the formula he was giving to them, he said, do not go. You start from Samaria, you go to Judea and the rest of the world. But do not go until you are endued with power. Until the Holy Spirit gives you the enablement, do not go. So in carrying the yoke of Jesus Christ, we need help. He got help. He got help to do the work whilst he was on earth. Why don't you think we can do it any other way? No. The Bible said the heavens was opened when he got out of the water and the spirit descended upon him in the form of the and God testified. He was accredited by God with signs and wonders. So carrying the yoke, doing the same thing that he has done to give us rest for our body, we have to also follow the same formula, the same principle that is asking help from Lord, the Holy Spirit. That's why I say I'm not leaving you helpless. I'm not leaving you as orphans. I'm not leaving you as somebody without a father, without a mother. He will come to you. And the Holy Spirit is here. So we're going to pray briefly. We're going to pray briefly. Your God is able. He said, come to me and you are here before Jesus. As you bow down your head. Say, Jesus, I am here. Grant me rest. Even if it is not rest in you, but the rest in your children. You want to pray for your children also. Say, I pray that God will grant you rest. If you are sick, you are dealing with any sickness in your body. Jesus, your God is able. Your God is able. Your God is able. He knows exactly what is going on, so you want to talk to him. If it is your children, commit to your children. If it is your husband, commit to your husband and say, Jesus, I know you can take care of this. If it is your wife, say, Jesus, I know you can take care of this. If it is your job, say, Jesus, I know you can do it. Rest in every area of unrest. Sickness is pains in the body. He's more than able. He can heal. That is your God. He said, come to me and today, this morning, you are in his presence. Just talk to him and say, Lord, rest. Rest even in my ministry. Rest in my walk with you. I struggle to please you. I know the things I'm supposed to do, but I struggle to walk, to be in line with you. I can't do your will, but I said, Lord, grant me rest in my walk with you. Grant me rest in my career, rest in my job, rest in my relationship with my children. He can do it. Just talk to him. Lord Jesus, we are here in your presence. Grant us rest. Rest in every area of our lives. In the name of Jesus. And let your spirit overflow.
in a dry land, oh God. We want to take your yoke, but we need your help. So fill us with your spirit. Let our cups run over. In the name of Jesus. Just tell him, I want you to talk to God. He can hear you. Jesus, he says, come to me. He will give you that rest in your body. He will give you that rest in your family. He will give you rest on that job. God is more than able to do it. He has the power and he knows it. He knows what you're talking about. He knows what you're weeping about. He knows and he sees those tears. He's the only one that can wipe them. Oh, Heavenly Father, we are before you. Our children are before you. Our homes, our marriages are before you. Our careers are before you, oh God. Our community is before you. Grant us rest on every side so that we will continue to praise you. Rest in every area of our body, healing. Let the healing, healing arise in the name of Jesus. You say healing is the children's bread. If there's any unrest in our body because of illness, because of sickness, because of disease, I pray, oh God, that you grant us rest this morning in the name of Jesus. And precious Holy Spirit, your people are before you. We can't take the yoke and carry it without your spirit. So Holy Spirit, your people are before you. Fall afresh on us. Fall afresh on us. Fill every valley in the name of Jesus. Fall afresh on us. Fall afresh on us. Cause us to have an encounter with you, O God. Reveal yourself to us in a unique way. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the rivers of living water overflow. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you are before the I am. You are standing and you are sitting before the I am. He is working. He is moving among us. Some of you can feel it. God is among us. His presence is with us. He's here. The master is here. And he can give you that rest. Thank you, Jesus. 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 We give you praise for the peace. Peace like a river. Flowing every area of our lives. Peace beyond description. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. 
even for our families that are not here, may they testify of this hour right now that they are receiving rest. My God, rest in this struggle, wherever they are right now, oh God. May they testify of this hour in the name of Jesus. Let the struggle be over in the mighty name of Jesus. Let that tears, O oh God, be wiped away in the name of Jesus. May those doubts, O oh God, be rolled away in the name of Jesus. Father, grant Providence Church your rest that you promise us. We have come, we have come. Daddy, we have come and we are in your presence. So grant us rest in every area in the name of Jesus. And we pray, precious Holy Spirit, we are before you. So help us to do your work in Huntsville, that we shall take Huntsville and Madison for you. You said we should go. We should go and make disciples. We are taking Huntsville to possess it. Holy Spirit, grant us the strength. Holy Spirit, grant us the wisdom. Show us the way, hold our hands, and lead us, and we will follow to bring many to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the salvation of Huntsville. We thank you for the rescue. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. I just want you to be silent wherever you are right now and just look up to him. Minister Chase, I just want you to minister a song. I just want you to be quiet and just let him sing. Or let him minister. He can play the guitar. You just be quiet in the presence of God. You are, the, you are before the I am as he ministered the song. Just have your focus. Just your focus on him. Oh, yes, Lord. Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just want to invite you to stand with us, Amen. and we're going to worship with one more song. And, uh, thank you so much to Brother thank Rich for coming you. and bringing that mighty word for us. So what a blessing Amen. that was. So let's uh, worship together. Let's worship together. Yes. Mm-hmm.